Welcome to the 1L2N Podcast. I am very excited that you guys are here today, and we are also here today. I am Amy, and we are joined by some fantabulous people today. Missy. Hello, hello, hello. Mike. Hello. Tommy. Hi. And our fantabulous guest, Liam. Yo. We are a family of creatives going through the story writing process, and we're bringing you along for the ride. Guess what today? Guess what? It is a challenge day. What's going on? Unlocked. No. I was wrong. So, just a reminder for challenges. Occasionally, we like to give out a challenge word just to help kind of boost your creativity and challenge you in any sort of creative direction that you would like. So whether it's it. writing, yeah, there you go. <laughs> whether it's writing, singing, painting, songs, whatever you want to do, as long as you're being creative, that is what we care about. You can take as little or as long as you want and create something using the challenge word, which the last challenge word we had was bridges by yours truly super sorry for just curse you i know i'm cursing myself but i am excited to see what you guys have and for those listening at home we would also love to see what you have so make sure that you are sending that over tweeting us 1l2n productions we want to see what your challenges are for the past month whatever however long it's been who knows all righty let's get started who wants to go first first victim here we go. Mike, I volunteer you as there first we go. <laughs> Voluntold. Yeah. Yeah, now, the best. would you like to explain this one at all? Nope. Or? Let's play it. Okay. <laughs> there once was a small babbling brook that crossed a hiking trail high up on a mountain. One day, some hikers on the trail built a bridge to pass over the brook. This action offended the brook because the hikers showed their superiority over it by placing the brook under their bridge. In its anger, the brook swelled with a rush of water and washed the hikers' bridge away, carrying the brook down the mountain and widening it into a strong stream. A few farmers found the new stream and built a water mill on the side to help grind their grain. The stream was angry at the farmers for showing their superiority over it by using the water flow to do the farmer's bidding. Once again, the stream swelled with a burst of water, destroyed the farmer's mill, and was carried further down the mountain where it widened into a rushing river. A group of adventurers found the new river and set their boats upon it to raft the rapids for entertainment. However, the river was filled with disappointment at the group of adventurers for showing their superiority over it by laughing at its dangers instead of fearing them. The river swelled with a surge of water, sank all the boats, and was carried down to the base of the mountain where it widened into a large lake. The large lake, far from its high mountain home, had nowhere else to flow. It baked in the heat of the summer days and froze in the cold from the winter nights. The lake, missing its simple home, begged the mountain to help return it to the hiking trail near the top. The mountain, who had watched the large lake grow from a babbling brook, laughed and refused its 
his request. But why, the lake questioned, I've been a victim of the cruelty of hikers, farmers, and adventurers all my life. Can't you take pity on me and help? The mountain replied. The hikers put the bridge over the babbling brook to show respect for you and not step in the water, yet you destroyed their offering of respect. The farmers placed the mill on the strong stream to give you purpose to your powerful flows, yet you destroyed their offering of purpose. The adventurers on the rushing river used their boats and laughter as friends to share the joy you brought them, yet you destroyed their offering of friendship. You are the cruel one and not the humans. The large lake refused to believe that it was the one that was to blame for its own misfortune and sulked into its new home. The mountain looked down upon the lake and said, I will at least pity you, but not for the reasons that you want. That gave me cursing tree vibes. That was pretty good. That was I loved it. Good. I loved it. I do not love it, actually. To be honest, I, I did not actually really like making this, but I did want to try some stuff with it. I had a, originally an idea for Bridges to do this big old action sequence uh, musically about somebody defending a bridge from a horde of enemies. But then Aaron and I finished the Harry Potter movies because she'd never seen them. And I was inspired by the, what is it? The Tale of the Three Bards. No, the tale of the the three brothers. Sorry. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. That, yeah it's the tale of the three brothers building a bridge over something, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll just build a bridge, and then I'll make a sort of you know moral story going uh, based upon what we said last week or two weeks ago about you know chid children's type thing. Make something kind of kid friendly. Just give them a lesson or something to deal with. So that's really where I wrote this piece from but i specifically did not use any instruments that i've used before or tried not to oh, and oh. i found it incredibly difficult to not go to my standby instruments and you know just pop out the orchestra so that was difficult and then i just had a whole bunch of production problems so i was i was less happy with the outcome of it especially even in the end by the mixing i think the voice is a little low but you know i judge myself so that's me that's my project. Yeah. But again, even through failures. Oh, I learned. It was a, a learning. Bit, yeah. yeah, you learned so much. It, it I learned be I should just when you do fail, open but. up the orchestra next time. And <laughs> <laughs> I actually Listen. I loved how different it was comparative to your other stuff because yeah. not that your other stuff follows this. It, it is kind of similar kind to of each other. Guideline, yeah. but this is definitely like different, like wildly different from what you've done. And it was enjoyable because of that. Yeah. Trying to branch out a little bit. Yeah. When I went to go mix it down, for some reason, like three of the, the you know, 20-ish instruments I had just messed up totally. And I could not figure out why they messed up. Like some of them changed in pitch and Ugh. some of them, like d the the settings in the individual instruments messed up when I put some plugin on on the master track and then I went to go do stuff. And so I could not get them back to their original spot because I didn't save the preset that I did with it and, you know, tweaking it. So I just got rid of them just to put it out there. So it's a little bit more boring acoustically than I would have wanted, but, you know, whatever. I will say, one of these challenge days, I want you, this is just my own personal, you know, preference, I want you to produce something that's, like, just organs. Like, livers and <laughs> kidneys? Yes, yes, Michael, that's yeah. what like, I mean, to, 100 I want you to create life. What organs would you sample? Well, like I've got Efer. several different organs that I could use. He's still keeping it vague. 
<laughs> yeah. How many how many you got, Mike? see readily available right now or i could have in the future give me some time and i can i can harvest some good organs (laughs) oh no there we go (laughs) keyword yeah i just harvest them on the internet Mm. of course of the dark internet no yeah i have my chrome on dark mode so yeah the dark internet yeah of course i always set mine to dark mode too yeah exactly you don't want that the dark web you know that's where it's at exactly Dark web, dark meat, it's all good. Oh boy. <laughs> get flagged. <laughs> it just wasn't well done, guys. Okay. Just wasn't well done. Anyways, moving on. Next victim. I think I mean, unless the victim wants to volunteer. I will volunteer for tribute. Oh, okay. All right. Victim Missy. number two. Okay. Go for so it. I'm gonna set mine up for you. Uh oh, she's setting it up. <laughs> so something I've been trying to do for each project is to do something different instead of just writing a story each time I want to try and challenge myself. So for this one, I decided to do what is called found poetry. Found poetry is a process of developing a method to extract words from an already written work and then using those words and only those words to create a poem. Hmm. Since our prompt was bridges, I decided to use the first book that I owned that came to mind. And when I heard the word I immediately pictured an image of running across a collapsing series of metal or stone things. And so that led me to selecting the maze runner. So for my method, I turned the letters in the word bridges into their corresponding numbers. So B became 2, R became 18, and so on. Then I added up the numbers of all seven letters, and the word totaled 64. So starting on page 64 of the book, I collected the second word. Then I counted 18 words and collected that, and then nine words and collected that, and so on, until I completed the entire set of seven. And since the word had seven letters, I decided to repeat the process seven times. So in the end, I gathered Jesus. a total of 49 words. <laughs> that's um, pretty awesome. It's like, that, it's like that meme Numerology. where the lady who's like trying to figure out the math. <laughs> yeah. So... I just wanted to give you all the details of how I came up with these words. So 49 words, that became my word bank from which I created the following poem. And if you're not familiar with found poetry, you can only use the words that you have found. You cannot alter the words in any way. And you have to use all of the words and only the number of times that those words have appeared. So it's a very specific okay. set of words you wind up using. So your, po- your poem is 49 words long. Yes, what you're it saying. is okay. 49 words cool. long. I have not repeated anything unless I extracted that word twice, which there's okay. a couple words I extracted twice. I didn't alter the tense or the, I can't remember what the word is specifically, but the way that you change words based on how you use them, I haven't altered anything at all. So. Scrapple. It, it, it's bad. It's really bad, but that's found poetry. That's how it works. So, And it's very creative use of trying to do it. So It is, real. yeah. Very unique process. So here we go. Oh boy. Now you understand why it's bad. (laughs) Okay. Don't go about crazed as though his 13 pleasant sounded offer really sent a smile. He built a bad conversation than loving. Oh, definitely not. Any sound that he and I like disappeared as in nausea. Join the impossible sort too and cut away out for I'm surrounded. Dude, that was actually kind of cool, though. <laughs> I really liked this. I thought at the I end really, you would just really be like, this. zebra. 
<laughs> like for that one last <laughs> word that you could put in. That's cool. <laughs> it's actually something I think would be fun for everybody to try sometime. I think I might. <laughs> you You're going to have to create the formula for us and then we'll pick like a book with which to do okay. it. Okay. I'm going to Every... do it with a scientific paper. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes. Screwed. Actually, yes. Mike's screwed. We just have yeah. to so endure it. The thing about found poetry is it's not what the actual words mean that you end up with that causes the issue. It's having the right balance of the types of speech to work with. Like you can have really interesting nouns and descriptive adjectives and entertaining verbs. But if you don't have a good mix of things like articles and prepositions and conjunctions, then this your piece, like whatever you come up with, is going to sound like somebody speaking broken English, like English is their second language and they've never studied language before. And that's kind of how you expect found poetry to sound. Like it, it sounds like it's missing something from the language, but it's because it's been really tightly bound into a box. So question, and yes. maybe I missed this. Did you use the Maze Runner as the book? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Can you actually repeat it since it went by so fast? Like oh, I want to yeah. hear it again. Yeah. Hold on, let me pull it up. Yeah, 49 words, you're like, oh, that's going to be a bit, but it's really not a lot of words. (laughs) Don't go about crazed as though his 13 pleasant sounded offer really sent a smile. He had built a bad conversation than loving. Oh, definitely not. Any sound that he and I like disappeared as in nausea. Join the impossible sort too and cut away out for I'm surrounded. It's it's almost like when somebody is like profitizing and yeah. and kind of reflecting yeah. on their prophecy and and you're like what did you say and you're like it means he's coming and you're like oh okay you know <laughs> or or whatever but yeah. it, that that's almost kind of how it how there's it an air of mystery vibes. to it but yeah. like a fantasy sometimes almost dark whimsical mystery yeah i like it that's cool Found that's really fun. Yeah, that it's fun. really fun I have other examples I'll have to share sometime of exercises I've done, but I got lucky because the group of words I ended up with, which I was like, oh, please, I've kind of bound myself to this really specific method for extraction, like this formula, I can't change it in any way. So, but I got lucky I had a really good balance between, you know, main words and supporting words. So I think this is a great example of the creativity that can come out of challenge words. This was fun for sure. It is. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's very challenging, but it's a fun challenge. Yeah. I was going to say that that totally pushes your creativity because you're like, okay, I am bound by these certain words. How can I make something sound interesting enough where Mm -hmm. it's not just me like word vomiting? Yeah. (laughs) It forces you to think outside the box while simultaneously being trapped in that box. Which is a very yes, unique yeah, place yes. to be. Now I kind of want to do that with something. Now that that's like it's a lot of really fun. interesting. Well, that's that's awesome. That that's really cool and creative. Like I'm like, dang, I'm that that's like so far out of the box sometimes that I'm just like creative is like coming up with a new story, and you're like, here's this whole new process with how you create something. Totally like, oh, different okay, art form. Okay. Yeah. No, that was that was awesome. It was really cool. I liked it. Yay. I wasn't sure how you guys are going to feel about that. So I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to do it. That was fun. It was fun. It was really yeah, no, that's good. It was so different. Yes. And yeah. I exactly. think that was like, good. it's, it's, that was a, my goal. it's like throwing in basil with your eggs. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, audience, do you put spicy. basil in your eggs? Let us know. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of some fancy spice and I can only come up with basil. <laughs> <'cause> basil. <laughs> 
If you want to Salmula hot sauce so or salt and pepper, <laughs> I don't know what spices are. <laughs> what is spices? What's the, what's the t- not? What's the like little red saffron? That's yeah, you saffron eggs. I'm sure that's probably good or something, right? Cayenne. Awesome. Yeah, sure. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. That's rich yeah, people. Well, eggs. Clay. <laughs> you don't have that kind of budget. Clay and eggs. Mm. Mm. Uh, Twenty-four karat gold flakes. Ah, I'm num num num. Good. I eat my eggs rich. I mean, <laughs> there there are can get- steakhouses where you can buy like crusted steaks mm-hmm. that are like twenty-four karat gold. Actually, I don't know if it's, it's twenty-four karat, but it's, it's gold coated. So you eat yeah, gold, gold when you eat the, the place steaks. in New York where you can get the ice cream sundae that's coated in gold. Yeah. That just seems gold schlager. A wasteful. Come on, people. Yeah. yeah. That seems like that person yeah. has too much money. Yeah, yeah exactly. Let me eat gold now. Well, and people who've tried like, tried like gold plated stuff or gold leaf stuff, they're like, yeah, it doesn't have any taste. It just adds to the beautification of it. It adds yeah. to the price like, tag of it. Well, yeah, also dude. that, yes. <laughs> okay, that, okay. Br- eating gold, though, like, again, it is, it, I know it adds to the price tag, but like that brings up something that i've been thinking about a while and it's like if you had money what are just like frivolous everyday things that you would spend it on and i'm not talking about like oh i'd buy a laptop and i'd buy a, a sports car and i'd buy a super bottle or what i don't know what people buy but <laughs> buy a buy a person? huh <laughs> you don't buy a super bottle i don't know what do rich people do who knows no but like if you guys if you guys personally had money what's kind of like an everyday thing that you would that you'd be like, screw it, I'm rich, I'll buy this every day, whatever. I'd probably like to in, to enjoy. I'd probably buy my organs instead of harvesting them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, buying people. Okay. Good one. Okay. <laughs> all right. So is that why you're buying supermodel? You know what? I don't want to know. Never mind. Actually, now that you mention <laughs> it, the two things I want involve buying people too. Missy. Uh oh. No, not buying people. I am not a horrible person like that. I would love to pay people ridiculously crazy awesome you are worth it salaries to do things for me that i do not want to do myself again <laughs> please explain i um, could go so many ways <laughs> okay so Brush one is really teeth. dumb and boring but yeah like to have a housekeeper <laughs> to have somebody to just vacuum and clean the litter box for me and just clean my house just i will pay you if i had the money a hundred thousand dollars a year you want more let's do it like i just i can't please clean my house for me <laughs> It's so stressful. I get that. It's so stressful. The other thing that I would have is a personal traveling barista. Everywhere oh. I go, this person goes with me. Or I have a few of them. Y'all need time off and vacations and all. So That's great. Good. You have a family too. I need a collection of baristas that wherever I go, whenever I go, whatever. Anything I want, like gourmet coffee, boom, I want this crazy gourmet coffee thing and I get it. Or I want this custom tea blend of these seven different ingredients. Snap, go get it. And boom traveling barista the whole equipment the whole set everything all of it all the time it's just like a <laughs> like a van following you everywhere you go and you're like are you okay is everything hour. fine you're like yeah do you want a cappuccino that's just right in the van. <laughs> exactly <laughs> what do you want well what do you have anything yeah. <laughs> whatever you can come up with it's there you want gold in your coffee bam done <laughs> no. I, I recently uh, have gotten aaron addicted to coffee a quote unquote because she calls it coffee but it's really mochas so she likes going to coffee shops and getting a mocha. And yesterday oh. she texted me and she was like, 
hey, you know, I know you're out and you're busy, but um, I could really use a coffee with like a little winky smiley face. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and I showed up like an hour later with a mocha. And I told one of her employees like, hey, can you, you know, see if Aaron's back there and just tell her husband's here. And apparently like she jumped out of her chair and she was like, ah, and, like ran tiptoeing oh. from behind the counter. She's like, yes, coffee, coffee. Not me. Not yes, my <laughs> no, husband's here. Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she got very, very like, excited for coffee. Pushes your face away and immediately just starts drinking the hell out of it. She, she her also, mouth is coming in, and you think she's gonna land a kiss, but nope, no. It, oh yeah, it was it was it coffee. It was itself coffee. around the cup of coffee. <laughs> she she also realized the first like coffee caffeine hyperness. You know, because if you just drink too much coffee and you get that super jittery, like I don't feel comfortable. Oh, yeah. She had that the other day, so I'm I'm doing good as a I'm husband. Like I'm getting her addicted time. to new things. That's good. Yeah, yeah. here we go. But I definitely, I definitely get the idea of having like personalized coffee service whenever you want. Oh yes. yeah, oh yeah. I think one of the things for me would be just like just personalized drinks in general. I really enjoy. Like I, I mostly just drink water all the time, but I really like getting like nice drinks, like bubble tea or a london tea latte like i i love stuff like that but i just sometimes feel really silly going to a place just to go for a drink so if i could just have somebody like just make me something constantly but not i don't even need to be in a mood for something They're like here's your hourly drink i'll be like oh, this is beautiful thank you like surprise hourly yeah. delicious drinks hot or cold i don't care well and like just also making beverages is its own form of art but a lot of times, you know, I feel like especially with baristas, they're kind of limited with the type of art that they can do because they have to go off of the owner's recipes. Mm. So this will give them the opportunity to like invent new drinks and test them on me. I will be your test subject. Please. Mm. I, I welcome it. I want I want your creativity poured into this job. Poured. Poured into it. Poured. <laughs> no, like no, no. What about you, Tommy? What'd you get? I everyone knows this. I like fashion, but I don't know <laughs> shit about it. <laughs> I really don't. My fashion sense is like two great looking outfits and then the rest are like apocalyptic rags I throw over my body and I hope they stay on. <laughs> but uh, you also yeah, wear those apocalyptic either. rags all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. Uh, and it's, it's so great. I love apocalyptic rags. Anyway, I would have someone be my personal fashion consultant and tell me hey today's this stupid cheeseburger holiday and then they would make an outfit for me for that day that was really fly and i'd wear the cheeseburger outfit that day <laughs> and then the next day they'd be like here's what you're wearing today really good completely different that's what i would want i want to look dapper I think when i'm great. going out i love fashion it's fun now would you would you buy all of these clothes and have someone just like put them together for you every day or would it be like constantly getting new clothes and having someone put them I'd together? probably do it for a, a whole year and then maybe another year so that I could switch between the clothes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Christmas, I would have two different outfits that I would switch off of every other year. Christmas. So I'd have an every other outfit every day type thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, sure that your fashion consultant will tell you there are more than two outfits you can wear during the Christmas no. season. No, yeah, not. no, I understand that, but I'm just, I was using Christmas as an example. Depending oh, okay. on your calendar, yeah. there's at least 12 days of Christmas, so. Mm -hmm. oh, 25, oh, you want to go crazy. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, fuck it, it's the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> down with that, bring it. <laughs> but yeah, so much fashion. On the, on the lines of fashion, 
not fashionable, not sponsored by either of these, but you should probably go buy them. I personally love darn tough socks. They are merino wool. They're made in Vermont. They are super comfortable. They keep your feet warm when you, they get wet. And I also like ex officio underwear. Specifically, they have a nine inch inseam that makes it like you're wearing shorts and they're boxer briefs and they're like a sport mesh. And they're both like luxury items. The the underwear costs like 30 bucks a pair and the socks cost about 25. So I have a bunch of them. I've had them for years. But if I had a bunch of money, I would get a new pair every single day. I would wear fresh underwear and fresh socks, you know, wear them once, donate them, get rid of them. Totally fine. But that would be my 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 little frivolous spending. I just want to want new clothes. How would like, you have them delivered to you? I don't know. On a parade of elephants or something. <laughs> With horns blaring, <laughs> saying, Your undergarments have arrived. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'm like my god. $10 for a six pack of undies that I'll wear for like 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> the it, opposite of- it, it, is, it is a luxury death. Well, the, the thing I like about Darn Tough specifically and why I wholeheartedly recommend them to everybody is they have a lifetime warranty. So oh, wow. if there's anything that goes wrong with them, if you get a hole in them, if they like wear out, you you can send them back in and they'll give you credit for what you paid for them. And then you just purchase new ones off their website and they ship it back to you. So wow. once That's so impressive. far, I've sent in like three or four pairs and gotten like three or four back. So it's, it's really, really good. I love, I love them. Okay. Mm. Not sponsored, okay. but please sponsor me. Give me new socks every day, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would also have a giant wall set up and then I would have an artist start at one end and just start like painting or doing some sort of sketch on the wall. And when they get to the other end, a new artist would come in and just paint over it. And it would be a constant rotation of art that never is the same. And I would just pay artists to do it. That'd be frivolous. There we go. That'd be fun. That's what I thought you were going to say. I'm very happy you did. Would that be on the inside or the outside? Oh, inside. Nobody else gets to see it. Just like an art room. No, no. (laughs) Not even Aaron? (laughs) No. Oh, God, no. No, she does not like art. She does not have two degrees in art. It's no. Wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would, uh, I'd probably do it on like a public street or something, you know, make it a oh, display really cool. like behind a window so the artist can complete their thing before the next one comes in. You can take pictures of it or something. But the idea is would that it like- doesn't last, but you get to experience it as like time goes on. You could would it be up there building. For like a- yeah, exactly. Oh, something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. And as the, one person's like coming around on the, the last wall. You have the next one start on the first wall. Well, I guess the only thing I, I would want is that I'd want it to be protected, like encased in glass so that the artist can work inside oh, specifically okay. for the artist to complete their vision before it gets painted over. But I just assume that if they are painting something and everybody sees it changing every day, somebody's going to come and graffiti it if it is oh, yeah, not yeah. protected. And I, I would, the idea of allowing an artist to complete a vision and them getting paid for it, even if it doesn't remain, is more important mm-hmm. to me than having somebody ruin that experience. No, for that makes sense. So. That's actually like really sweet too. I like that. <laughs> Could I have like a uh, well, whenever whenever we uh, get our master building, that could be one of the things that we do. If anyone wants to come visit, that just we always constantly have artists, you know, painting our front entryway or something. I don't know. We'll pay you in blueberries. We'll pay you in blueberries <laughs> and we'll give you a doorknob to paint and that's it because <laughs> yeah. we can't afford more. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, that's, Maybe the one st- day. that's starting out. 
yeah, well, yeah. one day I'd love to to be able to give money to artists to do stuff like that is such yeah. a huge goal Concert of mine to give back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Damn, you went all like beautiful with your frivolous spending. I was just. I want like, underwear I want someone... and paintings. And Amy's like <laughs> crying. Yeah, a different pair of clothes, and <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to donate them. <laughs> no, but you were like, you're like, I'm going to donate the clothes after I wear them for one yeah. time, and I want to hire an artist so that they can show their work. And I'm like, cool. I just want to have someone to constantly do my hair so I don't have to do it myself and then also get nails done because I like to have tippy tappies. You're like, but I don't like doing nails or hair myself. Like spider hands. I have a slight petition. You know, I think that we should change nails to claws because they're just human claws. So you got your finger claws or your toe claws, right? Is that human claws? Yeah. They're not nails. This is true. They are claws. You can't, can't do carpentry with them. So they're not nails. I like the word talon. Talons, okay. Oh, talons. And I would want like the little witchy ones that are like pointy. They're like, so you can still scratch yourself. So mm, it's not just mm, like blunt. Mm. Like I still want to have like. So it's like you could, you could slit a throw if you needed to. Yeah. You know, just multitasking. Absolutely. I understand it. I want nice. I feel like the thumb would be the, the like the super thumb? sharp razor one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, w- I would take nice trimmed, like done nails in my hand where they're. They're not like super long or anything. But then my feet, I would have three inch razor sharp nails. Oh, and then I would just wear flip flops everywhere. Oh, God. <laughs> what oh, happens no. if you like accidentally kick yourself while you're sleeping or whatever? You're gonna, your legs are you going to be so clawed up. Done for. <laughs> you're really going to be putting those darn toe socks to test. Yep, there you go. <laughs> I just want French manicures. Nice and simple and classy. Look at you. We'll see what my fashion consultant does. (laughs) I don't know. Today for National Hamburger Day, we're going to make the (laughs) tips of your fingernails look like buns. Yeah. (laughs) Ketchup and mustard Except for your ring finger, those are going to be little strips of bacon. (laughs) 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 good. That'd be actually really fun because then you could just like do this and make little. Oh, look at you. All the different ingredients. Look. Do you see my hand? It's National Burger Day, guys. My hands are burgers. (laughs) Look at my hands. (laughs) But then you're like, look, it's a it's a cheeseburger. Mm -hmm. It's a cheeseburger. What kind of burger you like? Boom, 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 boom. It's a bacon cheeseburger. Not this one. one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. I'm sure all the audio listeners really love that section. Yeah, Yeah, they're like, just imagine what we're doing. And we won't explain it. So cool. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Perfect. <laughs> Use your creativity. Yo. Liam, what about you? What's the frivolous items you would purchase? It's just a big old bag of endless chips. Endless. Chips whenever his heart desires of every variety. As long as 90% of those varieties are barbecue. <laughs> yep. <laughs> One crunch, Mike's gonna get ready to kick him. Uh oh, Mike's gonna kick. Uh oh, here, here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> he's not coming he, back. He may not. He's probably, probably not coming. Back. Oh, oh you're hey, back. He's back. Come back. Come. He did come back. I'm still crunching. Let's meet him. So any All conversation right. he has will be like normal Liam conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all right. So I feel like Liam, if if we could, you know, do this for Liam, he'd probably want like a fresh jar of peanut butter on his desk every day, so that when you like open it up, it's all smooth and you get that super smooth and and a fresh jug of milk. There we go, Mm -hmm. like straight from the farm. 
here's no here yeah it would all be food related so yep. it's, oh, it's yeah. peanut butter and milk and then he has servants come in take Sorry. those things away obviously fully paid servants okay <laughs> liam's staff staff St- yeah staff servants. not servants <laughs> bro the, no liam's an egyptian time the servants so he, they, they take them out that right? doesn't make and then they bring in they bring in a full deli for liam to make his own sandwich <laughs> no, no, they no, no, don't no. prepare this they don't prepare it whatsoever it's just the ingredients because liam likes to take four hours making one sandwich can confirm this is true. But they all have to be a little moldy. They all have to be kind of like three-day-old ingredients just to really give him the flavors that he, he's so e- used to. Except for the milk. If yeah. the milk the is any more than 11 days out from the sell-by date, it's no good. <laughs> well, the other thing is, for our own safety, we have to have Liam in a soundproof room by himself so no one can hear any of his moans when he freaking eats food. I, I was going to say he could just like <laughs> set up a stream and do ASMR with his like chewing moaning. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, it's munch. <sighs> like it's like, stop. <laughs> Side note. He's done that since he was like two. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't stop. He'd be sitting at the table. <laughs> and our dad would be so upset. It's like you don't need noise when you eat. <laughs> yes, you do. He's enjoying himself. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he's thankful for his food, and he's showing you. Well, Liam, thank you very much for telling us what you want. We, <laughs> yeah, we I was... do appreciate it. We do. Want <laughs> <laughs> to send him off? <laughs> oh, but to to bring things back because we actually didn't even finish our challenges <laughs> sorry tommy my dude we forgot about you classic family right there classic family classic family super move. sorry no, you're would not. you like to go next since you know <laughs> sure i'd go next last one okay uh, all right let's go let's do it let's hear it so my inspiration after like <laughs> five different attempts at bridges i hate you amy you're welcome i came to the last level in left for dead 2 where you have to cross a bridge and i don't remember the music so i made music that i how i felt while crossing it so take a listen
I got my like heart pounding a little bit. <laughs> I like that. there you go because the damn tank always shows up on that level, and then you're like, well, I gotta run now. I can't fight the tank on the bridge. I just gotta run across the bridge, and that was the idea for it. That's <laughs> cool. But yeah, it was it was it was fun to work on. I tried limiting myself multiple times, and one of the ways I did it was I wanted to. I, I basically searched through all of our VSTs, and I just put in the keyword bridges, and then I our bridge, and I found all the instruments that came with the word bridge in it. And then I tried using those. But then the problem with that was that a lot of them were defaulting and switching around pitches, oddly enough, like you, Mike, and I couldn't fix it. So I had to like scrap that idea. And and then I had like six other ideas about burning bridges. And I was like, I can't do this. So I just did this. And it's all right. I don't know. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I used a lot of soundscapes, and I do like making horror soundtracks. They're a lot of fun. I used very generic trills and stingers in it, but you know what? It's my first one, so I was down. It's cool because it didn't do the tropey stuff with, you know, horror, where it's like, Yen! you know, there's like the, the yeah. metal shine sound that gets really loud. Or I think it did that like once, but it was like a little bit. Yeah, it's it's not overwhelming, I, I, which I feel like most horror is. It it solely yes. focuses on that one sting element as opposed to having it light. That's what I hate about horror is because there's so many of those stingers and they're all the exact same. So I tried to make this musical. So everything I did had a, a served a musical purpose towards the rest of the song. And then on top of that, the the metal shing, I guess you would call it. I just added some light strings on top of it so it didn't sound like a typical shing. Yeah, it, like I wanted it to sound different and more airy. So yeah, no, yeah. it definitely you definitely accomplished that. Well, that was it. It's good corridor music, you know, just like you oh, said on yeah. the bridge. Like I'm playing a game now and I'm going down somewhere and I know it's not going to be good. Yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> it reminds me of a train slowly creeping across a bridge in the fog. I, I was going to say, it totally reminded me of fog. Like there's definitely fog in that music wherever. Even well, if you didn't intend it, Tommy. That's sorry. That's it. Yeah. There it you was go. Fog. That's fine. It was foggy on the bridge that fun. day. I I will say I like the slow buildup of it too. I think a lot of times the good tension that you can find is that slow buildup, and rather than you know the jump scares, the jump scares kind of like over and done with. But when you have that slow buildup, it's almost you're like more invested in what's happening, and you know when there is something that's scary that happens, or even if it's just like a. If it fizzles out, you're still like your heart is still pounding because you slowly built up to that. So I, I like well, I like that aspect of it. Honestly, the song because I, I wanted to uh, basically this is like a, a sample of what I could have done. I would have made this like seven minutes long <laughs> and yeah. built it up and did you so many different things. Absolutely it. should. I want um, that. Yeah, I want more of that. Listeners, tell Tommy oh, how no. you want that as well. Put another project on the plate. No, don't do it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was a fun make. That's for sure. I, when I wrote my Bridges thing, originally it was almost like four minutes or four and a half minutes just because the amount that I wrote for that little short mm-hmm. story. And one of the things that I'm trying to do with these challenges is to create something short, something that is anywhere from a minute to two and a half minutes. And this Bridges thing for me was three, but... I find personally that when you limit what you can work with, one of two things happens. Either you come up with something that you've never done before and it's fairly unique to you, or 
it's really difficult to do, but you learn a lot about that specific thing. So limiting the, the instruments that I had and the time that I could make it forced me to rewrite the story in a way that actually ended up flowing a lot better and it made a little bit more sense. And then doing that and combining it with the different instruments that I was not used to using allowed me to experiment in ways and learn a little bit. It wasn't necessarily something that was but I, I love doing, but it, it was something different. And then I, I realized, oh, I can take those tiny pieces and bring them over here. So I think there is something to be said about having limitations and trying to force yourself for those limitations. You know, just like yes. you, you did, Missy, with your very specific, these are the goals that I'm doing this found word poetry. Is that what it's called? Found word poetry? Found, pro- found poetry. Found, found poetry, sorry. Yeah, it's like recycled art. Yeah. By giving yourself those very difficult goals, it forces you to connect in different ways than you really anticipate. Oh, I think being uh, stuck in those creative boxes. Yeah, it it's wonderful for those exact reasons is because then you're you're forced to work with what you have and really perfect what you have. And then having like this open space of creativity where you have no limitations is more limiting and a lot more scary a lot of the times than just being like, this is the box you're working in. Figure it out. So, yeah, I understand that. It, it's almost like a problem-solving exercise as well because when you set yourself really defined parameters for what you're doing and you don't allow yourself to cheat around those rules, like you have to come up with creative ways of of solving whatever that challenge is you that you've taken on and it is a mental exercise right it really helps develop Mm -hmm. not only new ways of doing art but it it stretches the mind which opens you up to new possibilities you wouldn't have considered previously i would think about it this way too if if you play an instrument like i played guitar growing up and playing electric guitar you have so many different sound options and when i was creating songs i would just try and figure out different sound options And it wasn't making me a better player. I was just coming up with different sounds. But when I switched over to acoustic guitar, like later in life and used that primarily, I all of a sudden had to become a better player to get that unique sounds. And I couldn't fake it anymore. I had to try to understand the small nuances in playing to make myself a better player. So I think, you know, if you do, there's nothing wrong with not limiting yourself and experimenting with a bunch of stuff. But I think by limiting yourself, you sometimes can really perfect a specific style or mm-hmm. figure out something new for yourself. Yeah. And challenge yourself to do something new instead of just doing what you've always done and expanding upon that. Now, Mike, I know that you said that you were having more difficulty with this one and you didn't really like this one as much. Do you think you felt trapped by those limitations this time? No, I felt more frustrated because I was also working on a constrained time to do this. And Mm. I thought that some processes were going to be a little bit easier and it wasn't. And it's okay. You know, I learned a little bit about it, about what I needed to do to make things easier. One of the best parts about this even though it's a little bit low in the mix, is the voiceover. And I learned a lot about how to do it and how to edit it very quickly and easily, which is going to save a boatload of time for a lot of our projects that are coming up. So, you know, there's definitely some positives that came, but it is frustrating when you think, oh, it's going to be easy. I just have to do this. 
you do it and it turns out bad and now you have to redo it two or three times, which is what I had to do here. And and what about Missy and Tommy? Did you guys feel trapped by the limitations that you kind of set for yourself? Or I think did you find it helpful and more creative? I think it's both. It goes hand in hand with found poetry. The very nature of found poetry is to intentionally trap yourself. There's going to be times when it just doesn't work. You have too many articles and prepositions and not enough nouns and verbs. And there's nothing you can do about it except to start over on a new page or try a totally new formula for extracting the words. But the nature of found poetry is trapping yourself. And so knowing that going into it, helped because I knew I was getting myself into but yeah still there's always like moments of panic and and the worst thing is when you finally have scraped together these almost incoherent sentences into something that sort of kind of works and you have these like one or two words left and you're like I don't know what to do with this (laughs) where do I put these like I'm one that believes you should not just throw a zebra at the end of the poem (laughs) right like you should you should be purposeful and intentional where you put it and that in and of itself is its own trap as well like i've set yet another rule another limitation to what i'm trying to do so yeah there there was a brief time when i had almost got it done right you feel like that should be like oh the light at the end of the tunnel that should be the most exciting time but in this process it's actually the most frustrating time is when you're trying to finish it and you've got those two words that don't want to (laughs) work And you have to start rearranging things to force them in. So yeah, there definitely was some trapping there. But in the end, I actually really enjoyed the the process. So good. good. Well, the limitations I tried to set on myself, it it literally just didn't work. The technology, and then every time I I tried to push it further, it, it kept breaking and breaking. And it was more glitches and not really understanding it fully than it being the technology because I have a good computer. It's it, it was fine. So I did feel trapped when I was originally making a few of my things. And I was like, nope, next idea. Because it was it was like it, I was spending too much time in this trapped area and I wasn't getting anything done creatively. So yeah, I moved on to the next. I guess that's also pretty important is the power of abandoning an idea when it's not working. Yeah. You know, yeah. and learning when to stick with it, learning when to abandon it and trusting your gut it can be very difficult to figure out because my instinct is if it doesn't work, I get rid of it immediately. But sometimes, especially when you're put against time constraints like we did with this, I just had to put something out. So I mm-hmm. just got it out there. And, it, you know, it's not what I wanted, but it's better than it would have been if I kept trying to start again. Well, and I I feel like sometimes with the failures or the things that you discard, you can always go back to them later with a clear, more rested, non-frustrated mind and see, okay, was it something that was blocking me at the time or can I actually make this work into something more? And I actually love doing that with like paintings and stuff where I'm like, this is ugly and I hate this and I'll leave it alone for three months and I'll go back. I'm like, oh, just add some gold right here. And oh, it's beautiful now. Like, what the heck? Like, or I'm like, nope, still ugly, completely painting over it. But it's cool to see even through those those failures, you still have an opportunity to potentially make something amazing. But again, like you were saying, knowing when, okay, enough is enough. This is now needs to head towards the trash can. Or when you're like, you know what, maybe this is a maybe folder for right now until later. Or this is like, hey, we're going to turn it into some gold. Out of so. the six ideas that I had, there was three, and one of which I presented, that I kept. 
because the other two I I do want to work on. Cause I there was like I'm just not feeling it for bridge, but I'm really liking some of the motifs and melodies that I'm creating here that I might steal and use for another project. So like it wasn't all for naught. There was there was something I got out of it. Well, I think that's kind of the whole point of the challenges, anyways, is to test yourself, but also open yourself up to a whole new a whole new world. No, a, a whole new creative world. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I was terrible. That's fine. You can kick me off later. It'll be fine. <laughs> or um, we can instantly. kick you off now. It'll be even better. All right. You finish out the podcast. All right, guys. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening <laughs> today. First of all, so you got to roll for who's going to be the next word picker. Uh, no, that comes last because it's the last word of the day. No, no, no. Oh, no. Not the last word of the day. Who's picking the next challenge word? Maybe, Amy, I'm doing things in my Okay, all right. Sorry. No, please keep going. Okay, well, the person who gets to choose the next challenge word is ooh, very fun, Missy. Um. Oh yeah, that's right. The dice knew. (laughs) (laughs) The dice knew. Why do I have to open my mouth? Survey. 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 (laughs) Survey. Yep. Survey. Survey oh, it is. All right. Don't no. blame me. Blame the dice. <laughs> oh, I think we can still no. blame you, though. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think music's going to be made. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting one. Oh, for those no, listening no, at home, no. we hope that you are able to play along in this next challenge. Your word is survey. Go forth and be creative. And we're excited to see what you uh, you present as well. Go forth and survey the land. No, 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 no. We're cutting you off. No. Get out of here. But everyone, thank you for joining us today. You at-home listeners and you, you know, siblings and stuff. <laughs> uh, we really appreciate you being Can I here. Can be the and stuff? Sure, yeah, your and stuff. We really appreciate you being here. And we really appreciate you using your time to listen to all of our shenanigans. And we would love to hear from you. 1L2N Productions. And we are on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. And if you like what we're doing here, you want to help show your support and your love, that would be awesome. And you can head on over to our Patreon to do so. Again, thank you so much for listening. And the last word of the day goes to... Missy, take it away. Wow, it is my big day. Never ask me to follow my heart. It's a conniving temptress that will betray me in an instant.